My name is Dan J. Gregory, and I am committed to hunting down the secrets of business mastery and human performance. My goal for the Unstoppable podcast is to share insights from some of the most successful entrepreneurs, inspiring thought leaders, world-class athletes, and prominent celebrities to help you to become unstoppable in business and life. Each week, I'll be bringing you a new interview with an inspiring person and sharing my own results as I pursue the answer to the question, how can I create the ultimate edge in my business, make a significant impact, and live an extraordinary life? Hello and welcome to episode 81 of the Unstoppable Podcast. To the listeners of the Unstoppable Podcast, I have some breaking news for you. This is news just in, a news flash. I have been nominated for an award from the Association of Professional Coaches, Trainers and Consultants, an award for outstanding achievement in 2016. Now, I'd absolutely love your vote. This is something I'd love to go and win, and I would like your help. So please go to danjgregory.com forward slash vote to register your vote. That's danjgregory.com forward slash vote to register your vote. I really appreciate your support. Thank you, and let's get into today's session. Today's Monday solo round is part of the Money Mindset series I've been running throughout the month of November, and I'm excited to share some more gold with you today. Today, we're going to look at how undercharging in your business is hurting your business, and we're going to be challenging some of your money beliefs around pricing. This whole episode was inspired by a conversation with one of my clients who was engaging with someone uh, who was talking about his coaching, whereby he felt uncomfortable charging his clients because you know he has a deep desire to serve and wants to help that person. Um, so he had a, a, a challenging experience when it comes to charging others. And I'm sure you, you may relate to that if you're in the business of helping others. I've been there. So throughout this entire episode, we'll be looking at some of the money beliefs around uh, what it takes to charge an appropriate price for your products and services. Before we do that, I just want to recap what we've been up to on the Unstoppable podcast over the last couple of weeks. So we've been deep into the Money Mindset series, and last Thursday I brought you The Power of Financial Freedom with Austin Netsley. It was a really cracking episode where we dived deep into his journey and how he rapidly ascended to success in his business and how his money beliefs have helped him around his business growth. Prior to that, I shared an episode about how to build your support team. It was kind of the missing piece because in the previous week, I'd shared a five-step process of creating financial transformation. You know, I've been studying the habits of the super rich and the wealthy and how they manage their money and how they create financial transformation. And the missing piece was really about how to build that support team, the mentorship, the coaching, the masterminds, the peer group, all the things that will help you to build that inner circle, that inner workings of that network of people that can help you achieve your goals. So if you haven't checked out the previous episodes of the Money Mindset series. We're up to part four now. Part five is coming out on Thursday. Uh, But the Monday solo round have all been focused on financial transformation as well. Finally, this month, I've been running a 30-day financial sprint over in the Unstoppable Mastermind, my free Facebook group. So if you haven't seen that yet, go and get involved. It's not too late. We're halfway through the month. Come and join the sprint for the rest of the month. We'll see how we can get you uh, towards your financial goals. So let's get into today's session. What's more important to you, being generous or helping people and making an impact? What's more important to you, being generous or helping other people and making an impact? I've come across a lot of people who have an inspiration to teach and help and mentor others, something that they're passionate about. They want to help create other people to get results. They want to contribute. They want to serve. And they want to be financially free as a result. But they carry some level of guilt for charging what they perceive as huge fees that aren't really affordable to others. 
You know, these people just want to make an impact, but they don't want to be greedy about it by charging other people for that that advice, that help, that product, that service. But I want you to know that being generous does not equal helping people and making an impact. You are not evil or greedy to charge higher fees, yet your desire to serve means that sometimes you give away your services for nothing or for low prices when you should indeed be well compensated for the work that you do. I've seen this countless times in the coaching industry. You know, I don't like to associate with the coaching industry myself because of this, because the industry has been devalued so much by people who don't value the power of coaching and what it can achieve. You know, for me, I look at coaching as a service that I offer. It's not who I am. You know, I'm an entrepreneur who offers some level of coaching in what I do. Yet some people who offer coaching are out there charging really low fees for this type of service. And you might think that charging lower fees lets you work with clients who really need your help. And and those people perhaps may not be able to afford the fees that you would secretly like to be charging. However, how would you feel if because you were bringing in sufficient income working with clients who are able to pay what your products and services are really worth, then wouldn't you be able to help those who are unable to pay for free, completely free of charge? I mean, how would you feel being able to do that? You know, so if you can build, you can have the entrepreneurial mindset around your business and, and separate yourself from the service and build a business that generates you know, high, high levels of compensation for you, then you have a greater impact. You can have a much greater impact because you have the financial resources to go out there and help more people. You see, undercharging is keeping you from that experience as well as a whole host of other things. Your deep desire to be of service does not mean that you need to undercharge or suffer financially yourself. You know, this, 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 this piece around having to undercharge people who quote-unquote can't afford your services is, is keeping you broke. It's, it's a real challenge. You can either decide to be a business owner or you can decide to have a hobby or have a charitable service that enables you to make a difference. But if you build a business and create wealth and financial transformation in your business then it enables you to create much greater reach. You know, you can have much greater impact when you have the financial resources to do that. I look at someone like Bill Gates and the amount of financial impact he's made in the world and how much he's giving back. It's incredible. Yeah, I see so many service-based entrepreneurs, particularly when it comes down to your own expertise, people like coaches, trainers, and consultants, they typically set their pricing based upon fear, self-doubt, or limiting beliefs. You know, the limiting beliefs that they have around money instead of a solid business strategy. They undervalue themselves and their services rather than looking at their services as part of their business. And when this happens, our money mindset can keep our prices and our bank accounts stuck and unnecessarily low, certainly smaller than the vision that we have for ourselves and our businesses. I've been there, believe me. And this means, you know, what this means is that you could be incredibly skilled at what you do. You could be incredibly skilled, yet you're still struggling to pay the bills. You could be world class, but for your mindset is stopping you from charging what your business can create for you. And again, I know I've been there. There have been times when I've, I've had real ability to create real results for people and I've neglected to charge what those results were worth. I know this feeling intimately well. I know what it's like. Um, but the, the key thing here is I want you to get is how can you serve others deeply when you cannot serve yourself? How can you serve others when you cannot serve yourself? This is about, you know, putting yourself in a position of financial strength so you can make a bigger impact. Because if you put yourself out of business by undercharging, it's not just you who suffers and loses. It's the people who are out there actively looking for a solution to a problem that you can solve. They're also losing out. 
You know, there's a quote from um, Les Brown, who in one of his meditation tracks talks about, you know, if you deprive yourself, you're not just depriving yourself, you're depriving others. You know, all the people who stand to miss out on what you could bring to the world if you don't unleash your greatness. And I speak to people every single day who offer great products, great services and great programs, but they're failing to make sufficient money in their business to earn a living. And again, I've been there. It's a challenge. And there are numerous critical factors behind a failure to generate sufficient revenue. But it's not usually what we think. People are often looking to the external, the strategies, what marketing techniques they're using. But it's often our subconscious blocks and our mindset that's really holding us back. People are always looking for the external, but it's the inner game. Our outer world is simply a reflection of how we see the world inside of ourselves. I've learned this the hard way so many times in so many areas, whether it's my happiness, my own loving feelings, my financial wealth. What you're experiencing outside of you is a reflection of what's going on inside of you. It's the mindset. You know, are you afraid of being judged? Are you afraid of being seen as being only about the money? Or do you fear that you're not enough to charge what your products and services are worth? Have you ever thought to yourself, I'm just a beginner. I shouldn't charge that much. What will people think? I couldn't do it. Or I need to work for free for longer until I get more confident and more experience. Or these other people have got more experience than me. I'll charge less than them. Nobody in my industry charges this much. How can I charge this much? You know, this is a mindset problem. It's not an experience problem. Where do these feelings come from? Why do we feel guilty charging for our time, our services, or our products? You know, is it because we don't feel worthy of ourselves? Is it because we don't feel qualified as an expert or realize the true value of our skills? Is it because we're concerned that money or specifically asking for it will negatively impact your relationship with the other person? How can you help your clients become successful if you are holding these things within yourselves? You know, if you've got a product or service or program that's designed to help other people, yet you are holding yourself back, you're also holding your clients back. And this is the conversation I had with my, with my client and said, look, this person who is struggling to charge their clients is not giving their client the opportunity to step up because they're not stepping up themselves. You have to change your mindset about the value of what you do. Your work is worth more than you give it credit for and you must hold yourself as powerful as you can and as you truly are in order to truly hold your clients as powerful. If you don't hold yourself as powerful, then how are you going to hold your client as powerful? You see, the truth is once we value our own expertise, our clients will too. You're absolutely entitled to be well compensated for working to your strengths and building a business around your unique abilities. The problem for many entrepreneurs is that they tie their own self-worth to the value of their products and services, yet the two are not inextricably linked. How many times have you heard the phrase, you need to charge what you're worth? But you see, there are two serious problems with this mantra. Number one, you are priceless as a human being. Your work is not. There's really no way to quantify what you are worth as a human being because you can't measure the value of your precious life. However, the outcomes created by your skills, your products, your services, and your programs are quantifiable. The results created by your products and services are quantifiable. There's a going market rate. There's also the ability to raise or lower the going rate depending on how you position your skills, products or services and how you market yourself, how you put yourself out there. And number two, the second problem is you've forgotten the customer. You know, in the piece, if you're saying charge what you're worth, you've forgotten the customer. 
There is no value without the customer. How much is a doctor worth without patients? How much is a house worth if no one is going to buy it? How much is a company worth if all the investors back out? The products that you make or the services that you offer has no value until a customer is willing to purchase it. No business can create value upon its own. Value is only created through exchange. When your customer participates in the purchase of your services or your products, they determine the value. But there are things that you can do to create that value in the marketplace. There are things that you can do to create the perception of the value in the marketplace so that your customers do purchase your products and services at whatever level you choose. So I want to suggest here before I go into the kind of positioning piece that the whole notion of connecting our worth to the amount of money that we charge or earn is a big mistake. It reinforces the idea and the concept that our deepest worth as a person is in any way connected to the amount of money we should charge. It has us constantly looking at our own reflection in the mirror versus out into the world where our clients live and seeing the impact of our own products and services upon others. It's not about our own worth. It's about the worth of our products and services on our clients. After all, when you hire someone to do something for you, are you paying them for their inherent value as a human being or are you paying them for the outcomes or results that they're going to bring you? Imagine a builder doing a terrible job of the renovations on your house, finishing way over budget, months late, making a right mess of things. You're absolutely livid. You're going to refuse to pay the guy what he's asking. But his response is simply, hey, but I'm worth it. He's missing the point. This isn't about his value as a human being. All human beings are priceless. You know, we're unique miracles. It's not about that. It's about the value that in this case that you did not receive from your builder. That's it. It's not about his value as a human being. The only factor in what you pay him is not his self-worth. It's the value that he's delivered or not delivered for you. So like many things in business, we tend to get caught up in looking at it from our own point of view inside our heads rather than the point of view of the client. From the client's point of view, they could care less about your worth. They don't even consider it. They don't even think about how you value yourself. All they care about is the result and the outcome that you and your business is promising. So what you charge has nothing, precisely zero, to do with what you're worth as a person and everything, as in 100% everything, to do with the value that people perceive they're getting in return for what you're offering. That's it. Full stop. You know, so what is it worth to find someone who can save your relationship? What is it worth to find someone who can help you overcome significant health challenges? What is it worth to find someone who can help save you from going bankrupt? What is it worth to find someone who can alleviate your fears and provide peace of mind? All of these things can be priceless, but every single day, many people who offer these services behave as, these, as though these things are, 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 are worthless, worth nothing, because they are not charging an appropriate amount for the results or outcomes that they're providing with their services and products. Some of you may have a lack of understanding when it comes to the key outcomes that you deliver, which is fine, but this is another reason why people don't charge what they deserve. They're unable to quantify the value of their outcomes. So you have to take the time and effort to measure, quantify, and identify the value of the key outcomes that your products and services offer. You know, some of the things I've just mentioned right there are priceless. 
You know, so how are we struggling to charge when these things are, 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 are you know, invaluable? You know, and what happens is you start to look at what your products and services potentially could be worth to the marketplace. And what does your brain say? No one will ever pay me that much. Even when we quantify the value of the outcomes that we provide, our own beliefs, again, inside our own heads about what our clients will or will not pay are still directly linked to our own beliefs about ourselves. Let me say that again. Even when we quantify the value of the outcomes that we provide, our own beliefs about what our clients will or won't pay are still directly linked to our own beliefs about ourselves. And it can even be linked to how much you would spend on something. How much you would spend on something. Yet, you know, I know people out there who drive very modest cars and there's people out there who drive Lamborghinis. You know, so people do buy things of a higher value just because you haven't. It doesn't mean that someone else won't. If you don't fly first class, it doesn't mean that other people don't. So if you truly felt what you were offering, each client was of, was of, was of incredible value. I'm just stuttering here. I'm just getting passionate. If you felt that what you were offering each client had incredible value, had real, true, real-life value, you would have absolutely no problem charging increasingly higher rates. The problem here is not with the client, but it's with your own confidence, your own mindset. Don't believe me? Try this experiment. Quadruple your prices and see what happens. When people see higher prices, they associate it with higher value. We're going to talk more about that in a minute. It's unbelievable. It's crazy. Humans are hardwired in terms of our, our perception of value and price. Next thing, people won't be able to afford it. You know, I put my prices up. People won't be able to afford it. Who are you to say what people can and cannot afford? Everyone pays what they think is right for them. When people say, I can't afford it, they don't mean they don't have the money. What they mean is they don't find the product or service valuable enough to prioritize it above other products or services that they want to buy. If you provide enough value and you give your clients exactly what they want, what they need, they will find a way to afford you no matter what the cost. It's not truly up to you to decide what someone can or cannot afford. When you decide ahead of time in your mind that others can't afford you or your services, guess what you attract? The very people who can't afford you. We're in business to serve, but not in a way that devalues our work. The hard truth is that if you have any problems asking for what your products or services are worth, it's not about your clients. It really isn't. It's about you. It's about your mindset. Don't tell people they can't. Don't tell in your mind that people can't afford it. Again, the Lamborghinis are being sold. The first class tickets are being sold. It's not about you. It's about your clients. Now, what if your service or product is legitimately worth far more than people can actually afford to pay? Well, if your rate is fair and just for what you deliver, then the right clients will be happy to pay it. If some think that it's too expensive, then let them go elsewhere. They're not your ideal client. They're not your ideal target market. You're never going to please everyone with your prices. And if you do, you're going to live a very stressful life, as we've talked about. You know, you're not going to please everyone with your prices, and that's absolutely fine. By charging what your products and services are worth and sticking to it, 
you may lose some customers for doing that. But as long as you are confident that you have established the right prices for what you offer, you should find that customers are willing to pay for what you're asking for. And if some customers decide to go elsewhere, then, you know, as I said, they, they never were your ideal customer in the first place. They would never have paid what you charge and you would never have sustained your, sustained your business by, by following those clients. So instead of worrying about losing these clients, make sure you focus your marketing and your attentions and your efforts on all the customers and clients who are happy to pay what your products and services are worth. Go and find more of them. The right clients will always pay what you ask of them. And there's the right client in every single marketplace. You know, the amount of times I've used that analogy of the the aeroplane. The front of the plane is always full. You will always find people to pay the higher value if you ask for it and you seek the right people. So, why should you charge more? When you are truly convinced of the value that you're providing to your clients and your customers, it will be easier and it will make sense to charge premium prices. Let's break this down. Number one, firstly, there are costs involved in running a business. Running your business not only includes your overheads, all the things you have to spend day to day, but it includes the investment that you've made in yourself, your team, in the training and development of yourself and your people to get to the point where you and your people are able to provide the services to your clients. You deserve to make money to the point of running a business at a profit. You know, you're you're not an employee anymore as an entrepreneur. You've taken the risk to do that wonderful thing that you want to do and to put those amazing things out into the world. So the reward for that risk is revenue and profit. <laughs> Step one, you know, you need, to, you need to be making a profit. Step two, mistaking pricing as the most important driver in your business is going to kill your business. People who undercharge also tend to think that pricing is what brings customers in. And they often neglect critical factors like marketing. Most people don't know how to market and position themselves in a way that attracts premium clients. Pricing is entirely about the perception of value. Our brains have limited ability to calculate how much a product or service is actually worth. And this leads to people doing some funny things based around pricing. For example, just because a bottle of wine costs more, people think it tastes better because it's priced more expensively. That wine tastes nice, doesn't it? Yes, I paid £10 more than I normally paid for that. It must be a good wine. I like the taste of that. Crazy people, aren't we? People buy more. Let's get this. This is insane. If you write your prices out and the font size is small, people perceive, despite the value on the, on the page, because the writing is small, people see it as a small price. It's crazy, I know. But there are hundreds of fascinating studies that break down people's perceptions when it comes to pricing. And there's, it's bonkers how our brains operate when it comes to value and the perception of value. So here's the most important lesson that I want you to take. I'm not even going to go into the studies. I just want to share this one lesson with you that's going to make all the difference. And that is expensive equals quality. And because our brains like to use shortcuts to decide if something is valuable or not, we instantly think expensive means high quality. We've been hardwired to think that way. People value what they pay for much greatly, much more, when they're paying higher prices. You know, there's a fascinating study that was described in the book Influence by Robert Cialdini. If you haven't read that book, it's a total game changer. Make sure you get it. He spoke about a jewelry store owner who was struggling to sell some of this turquoise jewelry. So the, the store owner asked the store clerk 
to cut the price in half so that it could sell more. But the clerk misinterpreted the instructions. I think if remembering the story, the, the, the person was a traveler and they were working the store uh, and they didn't speak the same language. So they misinterpreted the instructions and they doubled the price of the jewelry instead of reducing it by half. And guess what happened? All of the jewelry sold. In this case, people don't know anything about turquoise jewelry. So their brain has to use the pre-programmed shortcuts in the brain to decide if it's a quality piece or not. Customers assume because it's a higher price that it must be a better quality or a higher quality jewel. So they buy it. They have no idea of the value of it. In fact, any jewel is just a rock. It's just a different color rock. Yet our brains tell us different things are worth different, different amounts. In the world of services, it's the same. People will pay more to get the job done right because they assume higher prices mean higher quality and better results. Your prices reflect your value, expertise, know-how, and your status in your field. If you undercharge, what message do you think that that gives prospective customers? Do you want to attract only customers who are looking for the lowest price? I mean, that's not a good option. How many times have you undercharged given your services away or over-delivered to the point where, you know, you stretch yourself thin and you still weren't appreciated for your efforts? How many times have you bent over backwards for a client only to have them treat you disrespectfully, disrespectfully, sorry, or unappreciatively? It's crazy. You see, this is where the magic happens. When your clients make an investment, they expect to see a return that is greater than the dollar amount that goes in. Therefore, when you charge higher prices, your clients are more willing to do the work. They're more willing to devote the time to thinking and reflecting and excavating their own value from what you charge. They follow through. If you're in a service-based business and you're offering products and services that people have to, to do the work on, you're going to see when you charge what your products and services are truly worth, your clients are going to follow through. And they're going to follow up. They're going to keep going. They really care because they've got more skin in the game. They see you and your products as an investment, not just as a cost. That's a different mindset. You know, a, a low-priced product is a cost. A high-priced product is an investment. You know, the types of people you attract at the high price range are looking at things as an investment. They're always looking for what they can gain. The price shoppers are looking at things as a cost. They're just looking to cut costs. Price shoppers, you want to avoid them. When a client steps up and invests in themselves at a higher rate, they take themselves seriously and they take you seriously and they get better results. This is all your clients want, better results. So let's look at the opposite when you people use discounts. You see, people are funny. When we discount our prices, we expect that the buyer will think they've got a great bargain. It's right, you can easily assume that, right? However, when we pay discounted prices, we often think that we've walked away with something of lesser value. Let me give you an example. Say you purchased a 50% off voucher for a restaurant deal on Groupon and you go for a meal and you enjoy yourself. But then a month later, without the voucher, do you think, oh, we should go back and eat at that place because we got such a great deal last time? No, you think, oh, if we go back there, we'll have to pay full price. Let's go somewhere else. Let's go on Groupon again, get a different voucher. No loyalty. And there was a study on this point around discounts, a study conducted by a group of resort properties who took all of their customer feedback um, data to see if customer satisfaction correlated with the price that the customer paid. You know, so we're thinking like hotel resorts, you know, beach resorts, you know, pl places to visit on holiday. And the results are staggering and they're totally counterintuitive. The customers who paid full price 
tended to have the highest service ratings about the resorts and the hotels. The customers who received a discount for their holiday tended to have lower service ratings and complained about services at a much higher frequency. You see, when people pay full price for something, they have a different expectation and perception of what they will receive. They like it more because they want to like it more. They like it more because they want to like it more. Yet people who receive discounts, on the other hand, have a lower expectation because after all, it was discounted, right? So they're mentally pre-framed to be less satisfied. It's nuts. It's crazy. We're just very simple. As Robert Cialdini says, click were humans. And this is happening in your business right now if you're discounting your prices or you know, dropping the prices at the point of sale because you're trying to win the deal. It's bad for your business and it's bad for your clients. It might feel good in the moment to your customer and yourself if you've got the sale, but your customer will never value your products and services in the same way in the future. So what can you do instead? The key, you know, at the point of sale, if you're trying to win the business, is to add more value rather than lowering the price. What else can you give the client or customer? Don't drop the price. What else can you give? When you discount, you have to work longer and harder to find additional business to make up for the dent in your profits caused by the discount. You have to sell more to make the same amount as you would have done before you discounted your prices. And you might think that a larger quantity of clients will make up for the shortfall, but when will you have the time to market yourself to attract more clients again and then service those additional clients who in the long run won't even value your products and services as highly as they would have done if they paid full price? You know, so hopefully you're getting the key takeaway here, the message. I'm hopefully I'm drilling this home. When you raise your prices to reflect the value of the outcomes that you provide, your clients will have a greater appreciation for that value within your products and services. They'll actually be happier to buy and they'll be more bought into your services and your products. If you doubled your prices today, your prospects will assume that you are more of an expert and authority in your marketplace. You'll drive away the bad clients and enroll better quality clients. This is clearly a win-win. Charging what you believe is the proper value for what you do or produce is essential if you want to be successful in business. And yes, you can be rich and kind and generous and make an impact all at the same time. And if you have more wealth to invest back into the market, you can expand your reach, you can make a difference at a greater level, and you'll have the financial capacity to help those who don't have the financial capacity. Whereas if you're struggling, you know, you can't keep breathing out if you're not going to breathe in yourself. That's an analogy I always use. You know, as, as humans, we have to breathe in and out. And in your business, if you're constantly metaphorically breathing out and giving, giving, giving without taking anything in, you can, your business is going to die. It's the same as, our, as a human body. You've got to breathe in, you've got to breathe out. So I've got three steps that will help you embed everything that I've shared with you today. Step one is to identify the money blocks. You know, this has all been about mindset. In the end, if you're not charging enough, there's something holding you back from believing in the value of what you deliver through your products and services. And usually these mental money blocks emerge from the messages that we've learned through our upbringing, through our, about our own self-worth, about our own power, our own abilities, about money and about wealth. You know, things like, I'm, I couldn't possibly make more money than my mum and dad. That would be disrespectful. Money doesn't grow on trees. Who's, who's heard that before? You know, my competitor only charges this so much, so then I can only charge this much. You know, I want to invest in this course to help me develop, but I'm not worth that kind of money. I can't charge for this because I love doing it. I'm not comfortable making more money than my partner, so I'll keep my prices low. Rich people are greedy. I don't want to be greedy, so I can't be rich. 
I love my work so much I'd do it for free. I feel bad charging for it. I should just be happy making money at all. So I can't set big goals for myself. I'm not in it for the money. So I shouldn't focus on the money. You know, all these money mindsets, these beliefs, these stories, these blocks. So what I want you to do is to take a step today towards overcoming these blocks. Your business will flourish and grow when you do. And you'll finally be able to love your work rather than struggle and sacrifice in doing it. This is about finding greater ease in business. The first step is awareness. So we want to draw out your money blocks so that you can identify them and see them for what they are. So what I suggest you do is grab a pen and a a pad of paper with your journal, your notebook, and ask yourself these three questions and write down everything that comes to mind. Just take your brain and dump it all out onto paper, all these blocks, Answer these three questions. Number one, what thoughts or beliefs do I have about making more money and my ability to do so? What thoughts or beliefs do I have about making more money and my ability to do so? Number two, I'm going to double my prices tomorrow. How does this feel? I'm going to double my prices tomorrow. How does this feel? Write down your response to the feeling. If you are genuinely going to double your prices, your products and services tomorrow... I want you to write down that feels, how that feels in your gut, in your mind. Number three, what is the most I believe that I can make from my work, my business, my products and services? What is the most that I believe I can make from my work and my business, my products and services? And why can't I make more than that? So I want you to write down the limit that you've given yourself. What is the most that you believe that you can make from your work? Let's find that limit and then answer the question, why can't I make more than that? This is about finding your money ceiling, your upper limit. And I'll probably do an episode on the upper limit in itself. So these three questions are going to help you to find out your money blocks. Number one, what thoughts do I have about making more money and my ability to do so? Number two, I'm going to double my prices tomorrow. Hypothetically, how does that feel? Number three, what is the most I believe I can earn from my work? And why can't you make more than that? And there's going to be some things that you're going to notice. You know, you're going to feel in your body what it feels like to raise your prices. And you might start feeling a little tension in your body. You might feel a little nervous in your stomach. Your heart might start to beat. You know, this is going to make you feel uncomfortable, potentially. Did it make you feel uncomfortable or did it make you feel excited? How did it make you feel? Be sure to write down exactly what you're feeling and why you feel that way, because that's important. Uh, It might be that you don't think that anyone would pay, you know, so if you're writing down, if I'm going to double my prices tomorrow, what comes up in your brain is how the heck am I going to, how am I going to do that? How am I going to reach that? How am I going to tell my customer? So write down what comes up because, you know, if if you're starting to feel guilty in advance before you've actually done it, then we may have a problem. This is about being honest with yourself because it's really important that you know why that you feel this way. So go through these power questions, write down what comes up, be truthful, don't hold back, keep writing until you're done. Let's extract your money mindset. Step two on this process is to confront your money blocks. Now you've got it on paper. The next time you uh, experience these money blocks, the next time that something triggers one of these money blocks that you've identified, I want you to confront it head on. Confronting your money blocks is about having one, the awareness, and then number two, it's about getting in the game and seeing it for what it is. In fact, you know, you could, if you wanted to, confront the money blocks right now. You know, everything you've written down, you could confront them right now and ask yourself, why do I believe these things to be true? Where did these beliefs come from? What are these beliefs? Why do I believe them? And where do they come from? And then ask yourself, is it the truth? 
know, this is an exercise I have my clients do on the Unstoppable Entrepreneur program. We look at what's holding them back. We look at how they're self-sabotaging. We look at the mindset that's holding people back and restraining them from achieving what they want to achieve in life, whether it's money or business. And we say, is this the truth? And then we look at, is there any actual evidence for this being true? Is there any evidence for this being true? For example, if I believed that my clients wouldn't pay more, uh, but I've never raised my prices to test that, I have no evidence. You know, right now, uh, if I was to double my prices, but I've never done that, but then I believe that it wasn't possible, I have zero evidence that it's not possible. I've not tried it. So if I had raised my prices and I found that clients wouldn't pay me more, then I can look at what type of clients I need to attract in order to charge that amount. Or if they do pay that much, then I'm thinking, why didn't I do that before? Uh, You see, the thing I want you to think about here is if you were to increase your prices, if I was to increase my prices, I just need to think about it in a very simple way because, you know, a £20,000 car is sold very differently to a £120,000 car. You know, it's not the price that makes the difference. It's how I'm approaching the market and it's how I'm approaching the marketing process and the sales process that needs to be adjusted and changed in order for me to, to reflect that pricing. So look for the evidence. Is it the truth? Have you even tried it? Have you even, is there any reality in these money blocks? Is there any evidence? And if there is evidence, by the way, then what changes do you need to make in order to, to make it the contrary? So if you have raised your prices in the past and it didn't work, did you go after the same customer? How did you position it? Did you take advice on how to um, get that offer into the marketplace? Because positioning, marketing, packaging is very, very important in terms of you know making that sale. Like I said, a £20,000 car is very different to a £120,000 car. It's sold very differently. The brochures are differently. The storefront is differently. The adverts are differently. The way that the salesperson engages with the customer is different. So if you're treating a 20,000 car sale the same as a 120,000 pound car sale, it's going to be a very, very different result. You know, you're not going to make the sale. So it's about understanding the process that's necessary for you to get that result. And step three in this process is to focus on the results, the outcomes to your clients. You know, what are the results that you provide your clients? Results will sell and tell the story of the true value of your services. You know, if you know the true value of your services and you're going after the right clients, your business is going to flourish. So identify the process of how you work and what value you bring to the table for your clients, along with those very special outcomes that you deliver. I would also suggest is have a look at the competitive analysis out there, look at the competitive environment and figure out how you're different. Because to me, different is better. You know, so figure out how you're different. And I call it in my my workshop, the unique awesomeness factor. You know, how are you uniquely awesome? It's a, it's a phrase I just coined for myself and my clients to help them understand how they're uniquely different because I do believe that different is better. You know, finding a way, it, you can only ever be the best version of a copy or you can be the best version of yourself, which is uniquely different and uniquely better. So hopefully those three steps are useful for you and hopefully this episode has been thought-provoking and useful for you. As I said at the beginning, um, this is part of the Money Mindset series. There's much more to come. This is running throughout the month of November. So every Monday solo round, every Thursday session will be dedicated to this whole process of money mindset. And there is the 30-day challenge in play right now. It's a 30-day money sprint. If you'd like to come and participate with me and run for the next couple of weeks on your financial goals, then come and join us over the Unstoppable Mastermind. It's my private Facebook group for all the Unstoppable tribe. You can go directly to Facebook and go to the Unstoppable Mastermind, or you can type in unstoppablepodcast.com forward slash tribe. 
unstoppable podcast forward slash tribe get involved with the group and get involved with the challenge and stretch your money uh, goals and your money mindset over the next two weeks and you know i've mentioned the unstoppable entrepreneur program on a couple of occasions throughout this session and how i work with my clients i'm very excited to be working with a very very um, mission driven group of entrepreneurs at the moment uh, but i am going to be opening up the program again this month for a select number of people i'm going to have 20 places available for uh, a unique group of entrepreneurs who want to go out there and raise their game they want to raise their prices they want to attract premium clients they want to position themselves in the marketplace as an authority as an expert as someone who can deliver real value as a trusted uh, expert that people rely upon and clients value and get great results. So if that is you, you're a mission-driven entrepreneur, you want to make a difference in the world, you want to raise your game, you want to get out of struggle and sacrifice and you want to get into ease and flow, you want to create the, the, the business you've always dreamed of, you want next year to be the most powerful year that you've ever been through, then I strongly encourage you to come and apply to work with me for eight weeks on the Unstoppable Entrepreneur Program. It's going to be life-changing. Uh, I really would like you to apply for that if it sounds right for you. To find out more about the program, I simply want you to go to danjgregory.com forward slash unstoppable entrepreneur. The, the program is not open right now. It's going to be a pre-registration opportunity. If you put your details in at danjgregory.com forward slash unstoppable entrepreneur, you'll be on the waiting list, the preview list for the program when it's due for release this month. You'll be receiving, you'll be the first to receive the details of the program and I'll be honored to serve you. So go over there now, danjgregory.com forward slash unstoppable entrepreneur. Let's get you registered on the waiting list and uh, I'd love to speak to you soon about your business and your goals. That's all we've got time for today. I hope you've enjoyed this Monday solo round, the latest in this money mindset series. I cannot wait to bring you more value over the coming weeks. So until next time, we're back on Thursday with the next special guest interview. Until next time, go out there, unleash your greatness, build your empire, make your impact and live your ultimate life because you are unstoppable. Unstoppable.